The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Silber, Dayan and author of The Code of Jewish Conduct, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for marital or familial matters, call the Evan Ezer Division at 1-888-485-VAAD or visit thehalachacenter.org. So, Baba Kama, Daf Kuf Dalet. Uh, we're in talking about shlichas. There is a concept in Hilchas shlichas of letikuni shadarteich v'loyle avosi, meaning that a person who sends a messenger is only inter- interested in messengers who are going to do things for his good. You did you did something in my interest, fine, you're my shliach. If you did something conflicting my interest, then you are not my shliach. If you caused me a loss. I didn't appoint you to be my messenger to, call, to cause me losses. Uh, in Hilchus Oynor, a person was overchar- a, a customer overpaid or a salesman undercharged. There, is, there are halachas of Oynor with metaltalin. There are, if, if somebody was over undercharged, up to a sixth is mechila. A person forgoes, it's impossible to be so particular in business, a person forgoes such losses, and till a, a, uh, a sixth of the price, just over 15%, a person does not, ma- does not really, doesn't mind, and it's, it doesn't matter, we ignore it, a mistake like that. Um, more, an exact sixth, the transaction took place, just you have to return the over or under payment. More than a sixth, uh, the one who was cheated would be able to demand to revoke the whole the whole transaction. Okay, what about a shliach? If uh, usually, if a person makes a mistake of less than a sixth, less than a sixth of the value of the of the thing selling, or less than a sixth of the money, uh, usually the the uh, people just don't mind, and and it's it's a good mekach. Uh, on unmovables karkois, there is no oinoa. Meaning, if you grossly over or undercharged in the purchase or the rental of unmovables of karkois, it makes no difference. The transaction is in place, and you have to pay up if you haven't paid yet, and you you can't demand a an annulment. So you can't you can't revoke the transaction. Um, that's that's hilchasay no. Now, what happens if a shliach got overcharged or undercharged? In even less than a sixth in movable objects, which usual people forego, or are just moichel, or if it was an unmovables, if it was karakois, if it was more than more than a more than a, you know t- till half of the value. Some 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 can say there is no oinor at all in karakois, even a little house worth ten thousand dollars. You went and sold it for a million dollars. There is no oinor. Others say till double. That means a little house worth a thousand dollars. Uh, a little house worth ten thousand dollars. If it was sold for tw- to, for twenty or for nineteen point nine nine, then it's not oinor yet. But if it was sold for twenty and uh, twenty and one dollar, then it is oinor. Exactly twenty. The post can speak about according to this opinion. Okay, so a shliach, even though in oinor there are rules in oinor of just losing that percentage, what, whether it's until um, until a sixth of the price. Or whether it is, uh, well, it's really 16 and a, and, and a third, whatever. Whether it's 16 and a third percent, just over, just over 16% of the people just forego and don't mind losing. Or whether in Karakois it would be up to half or, or even more. 
that is a normal people with normal transactions. However, if you sent a shliach, an es- a messenger, to do this deal for you, and he was cheated even one cent, then you can demand that cent back. This is because, not, not, a, not demand the cent back, you demand to revoke the whole deal. This would be because you turn around to your agent and you say, I only sent you for my good, not for my detriment. And if you've incurred a loss, even of one cent, I'm not interested in that. And I have, I am voiding your whole emissary, your whole, your whole messengership. You're not my messenger at all. Because I'm not willing to give up even on one, even on one cent. And uh, I, I only sent you for my good, for the purpose of, of gain, not for, not for losing. Therefore, you're not my messenger. So you've really pulled the carpet out from under his feet. So you've done a deal with someone, and he's sure it's a good deal, and he, but because you've done it through a messenger, you turn around and tell your messenger that the deal is off because your messengery, you're not, you're, you're a, a fake messenger. I only employed my lawyer and gave him power of attorney for deals that I will gain in. If he caused in the slightest loss, he has, my whole power of attorney is not intact, in, in and he has not done any deal at all because he wasn't doing it for himself; he was doing it for me. That is what letikuni shadaritich v'loila avosi means. Letikuni shadaritich for my good, I have sent to you v'loila avosi, not for my detriment. Okay, I when I if I would hear a din like this, I would say from now on I am not dealing ever with anyone's messengers. If you want to do a deal with me, come here yourself. Don't send me your lawyers because I, I can't afford to undergo a wholesale and then find out maybe even in five years time that the whole thing is. It, it was a game because he was only your, your emissary, your messenger, and you 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 revoked your, his power of attorney. Oh, so what what's the answer? The answer is make conditions. You make a condition with your shliach, and you tell your shliach that you are my messenger for my good and for my bad, and then provided he did not do something against your your commands, your wishes, again you did, he didn't change. He wasn't a mashana. Then, even if he bought something for for a for he he bought something which was which was only worth one dinar and he bought it for a hundred or something that's worth a hundred and he sold it for one, there will no longer be any problems of Ainoa if it's karkois. Similarly, <coughs> uh, similarly in Ainoa there are rules about how long it takes you to be to 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 back out. If somebody was cheated a sixth, let's say, so then he's got he's got time. He bought a little gold watch, and instead of buying and paying paying a hundred, he paid a hundred and seventeen. He has a, he had a hundred and sixteen and a third, two thirds. He has a choice. He can go and a hundred and sixteen and two thirds. So he he can go and he can give it. He can give back and say, can I have my sixteen two thirds back? But that is only for a limited amount of time. That is as long as it would take him to go and show a relative, a friend, or a or a watch merchant this watch and find out that he had been cheated. After that, he can no longer go back. So the same would be if you made a condition with your messenger, telling him that you are my messenger for my good and for my bad. If he was cheated or mistaken by how, however much there is a din of a no'ah, the or, or the time span that he can, which in, in unmovables might be forever, or in the time span, the 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 gone past the time span, and too late to complain, then you will the the the, the deal is on uh, intact, and his messengery is intact, and you cannot just revoke the whole thing.
by by uh, putting out the carpet from under his feet, putting out the mat from under his feet, and telling him you're no longer my shliach because you made a mistake and I didn't send you as a shliach for that. Okay, what about if your shliach tricked someone else? Your shliach went to buy something and he tricked the person he was buying it from, bought it for much cheaper, or he tricked the person he was selling it to. He was selling something for you and he tricked the person he was selling it to and sold it for much more than it's worth. Uh, his din is like any other person that until a sixth the deal is intact and you, as the one who sent him, will make that profit of however much he tricked him. There are those who say that the deal is revoked, is, is bottled, uh, even if he tricked with a kol shahu. But generally, the Shachanach brought two, the two opinions in one place, but in another place, he just brought one opinion. So the deal is intact, and the one who sent him will make the profit, will gain from the mistake or the, or the cheating. There is something called psika in Hilchus Ribis, in Perikezeu Neshech, which means... Nowadays we've got a quite a developed futures market, but in those days it worked differently. They didn't have internet net yet, and they didn't have a futures market. How it would work is you would go over to a potato merchant who's uh, had, had deals in potatoes or actually grown them in his field, and you would tell him, "I need potatoes for my yeshiva for this whole year. How much do potatoes cost now?" He tells you, "Potatoes cost right now a dollar a kilo. You need a hundred kilos a month. That means twelve hundred kilos a year." Uh, the wholesale rate is a dollar a kilo. I, I'll, I'll give it to you for, let's say, $1,100 for for, because you're paying up front or because, whatever the deal is. Let's, say, let's take, just take it straight. I will give you, give me $1,200 and I will give you potatoes for the whole year at that price. And you, 100 kilos a month. And you, you, uh, you, you take a breath and you think to yourself, hey, what happens if the price of potatoes goes up? Oh, he says, well, that's all part of the deal, that this is the price today. And this is how my future market works. I am willing to incur that loss. I will give you 100 kilos a month and you have no worries if the price of potatoes go up. That's why you're paying me 1,200 now. Um, you know, I'll go away and invest the money and do whatever I want with it and it's worth it for me and it's worth it for you. Fine. What happens if the price of potatoes go down and it's only 60 cents a kilo? So uh, why should I give you $100 a month now? Why should I give you $1,200 now? Okay, we make a deal. If the price of potatoes goes down, you don't lose. You're going to get as many potatoes as that price, or you're only going to pay that price, you know, 60 cents a kilo. But if the price of potatoes goes up, you get it at the flat rate of what it is today, a dollar a kilo. Fine, that is called pesika. What happens if you sent your shliach to do such a deal? The yeshiva office sent the secretary to go to the potato dealer and arrange 100 kilos of potatoes a month. Right now, it's a dollar a kilo. That's $100 a month for a whole year. Off went the secretary to the potato dealer, and he forgot to say all of this. And he just bought a, a uh, 1,200 kilos of potatoes spread, the, the delivery date spread over the year. He came back to the office and the Rosh Hashiva says to him, what, why did you do that? If the price of potatoes drops, why shouldn't the Bokrim have some more potatoes to eat? Oh, well, that's a mistake. I only sent you as my messenger. You only had power of attorney from me to buy potatoes under such a deal, which is for my good in the futures market, not under the deal that you did. Well, the Shliach can go back on what he's done, can revoke, veto the whole deal. And not only that, usually if you have already paid cash, there is a, even though you haven't made an official acquisition, you haven't made a Kenyan, there is a Misha Pora. The person is brought to Bastin or maybe in Shul, in public, any other place, 
the base din will say, will stand up and curse him. You paid money, you haven't done an acquisition, you have to stand by your word. You don't want to stand by your word, so they'll bring him to base din and they will say, they will curse him with a curse called Mishapora. The one who paid up, who punished Mitzrayim and Sdaim and the and the and the Migdal Bovel, the, the Tower of Bovel, and the one who paid them all of their 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 punishments will also punish the person who doesn't stand by his word. That's quite heavy. That's a punishment that someone gets for going back on his word after having given payment, even though he's not made the proper acquisition. Over here, the Shliach will not get that punishment, will not get that curse, and nor will the Meshaleach, not the messenger, not the one who was sent him, will get that curse. The one who sent it, because there was no Shlichus, no transaction took place here at all, if it, wasn't, if it was to the detriment of the person sent, of the one who sent the, the Shliach. Um... This is all, even if the shliach did not say, I'm a secretary of yeshiva. He just turned up as if the whole deal was for himself, will be the same deal. Okay, quite common nowadays. The shliach turns up in a store and he, is, uh, he gets the two for the price of one today. Or buy two bottles of wine and get one free. Well, he looked around the shelves. He was asked, can you please go and get me that $76 bottle of wine? And he sees special offer. Buy two bottles of wine, get one for free. So he goes and buys that two and a half dollar bottle for himself and he gets the extra bottle for free. So he got two bottles of wine for two and a half dollars. Oh, well, possibly the person who sent him to buy the wine will come and say, hello, you bought wine for 78 and a half dollars and you got a free bottle. Well, 76 dollars of that is mine. So... I, I, you can have a little of the spare bottle that you got I want the rest and he turns around to him and says to him well what are you talking about you are the person who, who with your $76 bottle, dollar bottle of wine you wouldn't have got anything I just topped it up $2.5 bought myself another little bottle and got a free bottle of wine that whole bottle is mine so who gets that extra bottle good question well let's take something even more simple than that he just asked you to buy one bottle of $76 wine. You turned up at the store and you saw, hey, they're giving out free carrier bags, that real strong kind of carrier bag that your children will be able to use for school for a whole year until the handles break, with every bottle of wine. Oh, so who gets that carrier bag? Maybe he gets it. Of course he gets it. Maybe not. Maybe they're giving it to the person who bought here to encourage people to come by. Maybe they're giving it to the, the person who actually makes the purchase because they want him to purchase more wine here. Good question. Well, let's try and work things out. You'll, it'll get even more complicated when you turn up in a marketplace where there are no fixed prices. And you could pay $10 a kilo. You could pay $11 a kilo. You could pay $8 a kilo. Uh, you could be buying a kilo for $10 and he just throws in an extra 200 grams. Now, did he do that because he likes your nose? Or did he do that because he wants to, whoever you're, you're coming for, he wants them to send you next time again to this place? Well, it did, well let, let's go through the halachas and then try and work out, if we, if we try, try and work ourselves out what, what to do in these cases. If a moicha, the store, added something, they added an extra 100 grams, an extra bottle of wine, whatever it is. If it is something that has no fixed price, it is always sold at rough estimations and people have to haggle with each other, then the 
extra thing that was added, the extra 200 grams, belongs to the person who sent you. This is because sometimes a kilo 200 grams really costs 10, $10. And therefore, probably he is the, per the, the store is giving the whole 1,200 grams to the person who sent you. The 200 grams is not the shliachs at all. In a case where there's no fixed price and something was added, it was not added because the salesman liked the nose of the shliach. It was added because that is probably the real price. However, things which have a fixed price, the bottle, the shelf said in the, in the wine place, the shelf said on it $76 for all those bottles. There's a fixed price. And they gave the shliach something extra. They gave him, let's say, in those days, it was open bottles. Instead of giving him a liter, they gave him a liter and, a, and a, another 200 cc. The shliach and the mishaleach will share it. The extra bit given will be shared out between the shliach and the mishaleach. There is a machloikas rishoinim, why? And there is a difference between the reasons. Some say this is because we don't know if the store wanted to give it to the shliach or if the store wanted to give it to the meshaleach, to the actual person acquiring it or to the, his messenger who came in and came into the store. Okay, so according to this opinion, if the storekeeper said clearly, I'm giving it to the messenger or I'm giving it to the person who's buying it, then that's who will get it. However, there is a, another opinion in the Paiskim which says that the whole extra amount was given to the shliach. Really, it, is all, it all belongs to the shliach, this extra two, 200 cc or extra 200 grams. There's a fixed price and they gave extra, they gave it to the shliach. However, because it is impossible, because this, this gain that he got of an extra 200, he got by using the money of the mishaleach, therefore they should split it and get half each. According to this opinion, you will always get half each. Even if the sales, the, the, the shop, the store says, I want to give it to the shliach, I want to give it to the mashaleach, you will always get half each. There is a question that says that, of course, not every case is the same. Because sometimes he's really giving it. You know, if the shliach like sneezed, the mashaleach said, here, take a tissue, and gave him a whole wad of tissues, then of course that's for the shliach, not for the mashaleach. Um, if there was a, a, a carrier bag given, of course, that's to get the wine home and, and transported. And it would depend on what kind of shliach mishalech you've got over here. It would seem that the, the a fancy box that the whiskey comes in is certainly for the, for the mishalech, not for the shliach. The carrier bag would depend on how particular people are about these things. Maybe you brought three bottles of wine for him and put each one in a separate carrier bag because that's the kind of person the shliach is. And then when he came to the mishalech, put all three in one bag and, w and walked off with two bags. That it would all depend on the situation. It would depend very much on the situation. Um, of course, if the Meshaleach the, the is making a bar mitzvah this week and the, the, uh, the shliach turned up to buy the wine and the store knows the Meshaleach very well and sends a, a present for the simcha of another two bottles of wine, of course that is all for the Meshaleach and not for the shliach. Everything would depend on the situation. However, there is a machlokas apoiskim why the shliach and the Meshaleach split the extra, the extra, the, the extra bit added, the extra addition over here. Uh, if they split that, yeah, when there is a fixed price and there was something added, what, that, that extra addition, that extra present, why they split it? Is it that they split it because 
the shliach, it really belongs the whole thing to the shliach, just we don't want him to be, he has done business with the Mishalech's money, therefore he should split the profits. Or is it because we don't know who it was meant for, and if it's said clearly who it's meant for, then it will go to that person. Okay, that's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry for being complicated, but that's really, that, that, those are the various issues which will have to be taken into account. Uh, we usually pass in like the second opinion, which means that if uh, that, that's, it's the shliachs, just because he's done business with the mishalech's money, he'll have to split it, and therefore it's quite irrelevant if, what, what the mishalech said. However, it very much depends on the situation, as we've mentioned. Yeah, nowadays it's quite common that you get a free voucher, or you get, uh, you get if you buy over $100 in our store, you get a little voucher, your 5% discount, or a voucher to buy next time, or you get a free bottle of, of deodorant, or the free whatever it is. Uh, the extra bottle of wine, etc., etc. It is quite straightforward that this ex- these extras are all, the, the store is obviously giving them nowadays for the person who makes the actual purchase, irrelevant of who the worker was that he sent to go and buy the stuff for him, and therefore the person who made the purchase will get all of these vouchers. Of course... The the person the shliach and the mishalech could make up a deal beforehand who's getting it and they, everything would work in, in anything to do with monetary things you can make whatever conditions you want and they are in place. Um, okay, the, the the interesting question about the bottle of wine that's much harder to work out what the what the halacha would be because uh, your bottle of wine was uh, this extra bottle of wine is there is this a case of zev zev or not? Uh, if if there if he, you buy two bottles of wine you get the third for free and he's buying both bottles of wine of course he gets the third one too that's what we've just said. However, if you buy a a uh, it, it may be otherwise you'd have to check up on on the or they've always got a takanon they've always got agreements and things in, in these these offers and they might just have a, a clause that says something about this in which case we'd go according to that and if everyone has the same clause then it would go according to the, that would already be a minig medina. And it would always be like that. It could be that it might just be that they're very like the stores that give out free candy to children because they want their when their parents send them out to buy things to make big orders, they should come here and make the whole order from this store. Uh, common more in Eretz Yisrael than here, where you have small children turning up at the supermarket and making a couple of hundred dollars orders, um, and candy might lure them in. That would be fine. It's a Gemara and Bob Mitzvah that uh, you can give out candy and things to kids to make them come to your store more often. Uh, the other store, your competitors can give out even more candy. Okay, if there would be such a thing, then it might, it might just be that that candy is definitely meant for the actual one who came, the messenger who came and bought it. Um, extra bottle of wine, what we're talking about is probably, is like we're saying, is probably for the person who's actually making the per- do, do, actually acquiring it, not for his me- emissary, his messenger who's making the purchase. Um, okay. So your third bottle of wine is a very good question because $76 against $2.50, I would like to suggest that it's a Zevazer Goyrim. And therefore, if each one was not capable of doing it on his own, that spare third bottle of wine should go half-half. Half for the one who bought the $2.50 wine and half for the one who bought the $76 wine. Um, I, I, it, it is a good tiner that... Uh, it, it, everything's good tiners, but I would like to say it's Zevazer Goyrim, similar to the Gemara in Kasubas that says two shlichim who bought an ox together. I paid 400 towards it, you paid 100 towards it. If we are selling it, or if we are uh, shechting it, slaughtering it and selling the meat, then of course I'll get 80%, you'll get 20%. That's how much we invested. But if we're just using it to plough our field or using a cow for the milk, then no, we'll get half each because 
I came into this deal giving 80% and you 20% knowing that 80% is not enough to buy an ox or buy a cow and therefore I need you as much as you need me and therefore whatever we use our, this, this cow or ox for will be half-half. If we sell it or we shecht it or whatever then we'll split it according to how much we invest. True, nowadays most partnerships don't look like that even so this bottle of wine I would like to imagine does look like that. Also, uh, adding the, the sugya of Zev Zergoyrim, a concept which I don't want to go into right now. What happens if you sent your shliach to go and claim a debt from the goy? Uh, there is a klal, there is a, um, a rule that tells akum is muta. The goy was counting his dollars and he, his dollar bill, his hundred dollar bills, and paying back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars. By mistake, he put in eleven. So he's willfully giving you this wad of dollars and he gave it to your shliach. And your shliach just came back with it and gave it to you. You are koina. Your shliach does not get this. This has a din of an aveda of an akum. Tos akum, avedas akum. He would get it if he wants it for himself. That means he watched what the guy is doing and when the guy finished, he took that extra one and put it in his own pocket. Then it's his. He found the lost, the akum, the avedas akum. He got the tolls akum. That's if he really wanted it to, for himself and he realized what's going on and he took it. However, if he comes back to you and he gives you the whole 11 bills and he says to you, oh, one of them was a tolls, I want my share, I want it, too late. He's already given it to you. Uh, however, that's only when you're claiming a debt from the, from the akum and the akum gave too much. If you, if you sent him to pay your debt to the akum, and you gave him a word of a thousand dollars and he got to the Akum, the Akum, you know, was, was, he counted out into the Akum's hands. When he got to nine, the Akum thought it was ten, closed his hand, put it in his pocket and said bye and gave back the document, the, the star. So then, uh, so then that, that one is still yours because he's, 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 that, he, the thousand dollars is yours and he didn't have to use all of it. Uh, some say even if he deliberately tricked the Akum and the Akum thought he's giving enough and he gave only half also it's every, all the change is yours it's as if the akum would have said to you you owe me a thousand i i I'll, i'm happy with 900 and i forego the rest you you i relinquish you, you don't have to pay the rest uh, in other words whatever was your money stays in your possession and you got away for cheaper unlike the case when the guy gives too much in which case maybe the shliach could take it um Similarly, if you bought something from a guy on credit, you bought something you bought something from an akum on credit, and the time came to pay, and you sent your you, you sent your shliach to go and pay, and the guy said, forgot about it. It's just not written on his records. And the halacha is that according to the opinions that you don't have to you don't have to pay him anymore. Uh, the shliach can't keep the money for himself. It's still yours. Over here, you've got the additional problem that maybe the guy will find his records and will ask you, hey, do you know you owe me something from four and a half years ago and you have to cough up the money? So there's an extra reason why the shliach cannot keep this money, the mishalech does instead. Um, over here, there is an element in, in, in Tos Akum, there is, of course, the din of Kiddush Hashem. A person who gives back a, a, a Tos to an Akum, if he is giving it back to pretend to, to make, his, make out as if I'm very, very honest, do business with me. Or if he's giving it back because he really pities the Akum for having made such a loss or because he hasn't got Paranos or something like that, then there is a Kalala on him. That's the Lamans Foysa Rovoysa You're not allowed to give back a Taos Akum, an Avedis Akum, 
if you've got one of those kind of motives. However, if he is giving back this Taos Akum because he wants the Akum to say, wow, this Jew is, an, um, is, is, is the, the Semel of the Rebbeinu Shalalem's Umar, this is a man from the Amskula, this is a person from the chosen nation who have the Torah, and how wonderfully honest they all are, and how great Hashem is and to have such a wonderful nation. If he's giving it back to make a Kiddush Hashem, then he is allowed to give back a Tos Akum. In these halachas, however, a shliach cannot give back a tos akum and get that wonderful kiddush Hashem on the cheshben of his meshaleach. The agent cannot make kiddush Hashems with the meshaleach's money. However, if the tos akum is, for instance, if the goy is paying back to the yid and he's given 11 instead of 10, in a case where that the 11th bill the shliach would be able to take for himself, if he gives it over to the person who sent him, then he'll get it. But if he didn't, he could take it for himself because it's like the Taos Akum, on that he would be able to do Kiddush Hashem. But when paying a Yid's debt to a guy, and the guy made a mistake and didn't ask for too much money, so what all the change is still in the possession of the person who sent him, of the Meshaleach, then the Shliach cannot do Kiddush Hashem on the Cheshben of the Meshaleach, unless if the Meshaleach asked him to do so. Um, of course, the, if a, a, somebody gives his messenger 50 Zuz and tells him to go make some kind of compromise with my debtors and he went and got away with 25 Zuz the rest, the other 25 remain in the possession of the Meshaleach as we've said till now um, the Shliach can't ask for that in other words he, he got a good deal, he doesn't have to uh, if you send a Shliach to go and get you a good credit deal what used to be called Ribis Me'akum you asked him to go and get you some good credit with low interest off he went and came back and he said, yeah, I managed to get you a deal, $100,000 at 7% a year. You found out that really he's only paying 4.5% a year. You only have to pay him 4.5%. He got this loan for you from the guy. He's, he's considered a thief if he takes extra on the way. He could have taken the loan for himself and then maybe he tried to find a way of Heta Iska reloaning it to you. But if he didn't do that, he was just a shabbat between you and the guy and he says 7%. And the, guy, and the guy's really only taking 4.5%, it's only 4.5%. Of course, nowadays, with all the loan brokers, everything would go according to the law. Nowadays, everything would go according to the agreements that you're signing. Be very sure not to fall into the trap of ribis. One of the pla four places that the Shulchan Aruch says that a person has to be nizhar mo'oid mo'oid, very, very careful, not just careful. Four places in the whole of the Shulchan Aruch. One is a judge, we're, we're taking bribes. Another one is interest. Um, interest on money. Another one is a doctor when curing patients and might damage them or injure them. Another one is staying away from seeing, talking to, touching women. These are four things which a person has very tough tests and therefore should stay well away from them, therefore never fall into the net of his Sahara. Okay, somebody who is doing, so that's what I would like to say about ribis, just be very, very careful, not just very careful not to take ribis from another yid. Someone is doing business with a guy and a friend of his came, a friend of the Yid came and turned up and tricked the guy either the mid of a mishkel or a minion. They were both dealing together. So even though only the second one did the trick and therefore they will share the profit half each. Whether this helper came and helped you for pay or for free, they will get half each. Uh, someone sent his merchandise from one place to another place and on the way there are tax or mafia 
or whatever it is. And the shliach, the messenger, uh, he, he was a very big expert in the tax laws, or he was very clever, very witty, very, very sly, uh, very good with these mafia people, knew how to deal with them. And he managed to save you from an obvious loss. You would have for sure had to pay 20% of the value of this stuff. For sure, this thousand dollars scale would have cost you two hundred dollars to get across the border to get past the mafia or whatever it, the protection racket, whatever it is. You have to pay how much you gained. Your hanor, you have to pay to the messenger. Uh, however, these dinim are quite complicated, and I suggest the person ask the shailas chacham before he before he decides how much that hanor is shkayach. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the center for halacha consultation, service, educational seminars, or media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org. Or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.